Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. And I want to give a special welcome to my co-host tonight, Katie. What's up? How you doing? What's up, man? Good. We got some. We got some chatting to do. You dropped all kinds of news in the last week or two, so I know <laughs> we, we got to talk about it. But thanks for sliding in for Lambert, as everyone can probably expect if you've been following Hobie Worlds. He's still traveling back. I think he missed a flight in New York. Uh, him and Marshall, they're stuck in New York right now, so they're traveling back safely. We all enjoyed watching them, um, and we actually had a couple USA team members getting that top ten. I think Christine slid in at fifth. Matt Ramey was at ninth. Uh, I'm not sure what the rest of them did, but it was cool following that over there. Did you follow that, Katie? Oh, absolutely. We're watching that. Um, some nights I was staying up really late to watch the start of it and then would go to sleep for a little bit and wake up really early <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. just to keep track of the leaderboard since they kept shutting it off. Yeah, it's weird. You know, there's six-hour time difference. So, you know, they're getting started at whatever, midnight our time and or whatever time it was mm-hmm. here. And uh, it was hard, it was hard to, to figure it out on when the leaderboard was going to be on and off, but my favorite part of the whole event was watching Jordan Marshall's food updates, like his description of all the weird, <laughs> weird foods the whole week. So that was fun to watch. Yeah, it was at that and watching all the bumper cars videos. That was that was freaking hilarious. Every time they were on the shotgun starts, yeah, just blasted awesome. each other. That was yeah. that was a trip. Yeah, Ryan was out there doing his best. Ricky Bobby putting people on the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you guys saw, we got a great guest tonight, Cody Milton. He's been on before, former number one KBN power ranked angler. It's always in the top five. But right now he's leading two different AOI trails. And to me, I told Cody this before we went live. He's in the waiting room there. It's kind of the most under the radar great season that I've seen in a while. Like he's sitting there leading the pro series over there with KBF. And of course he's, he's leading uh, the BOS series ahead of the, the minor brothers, the new country band, the minor brothers. <laughs> and it's like, nobody's talking about Cody. Everybody's talking about all these other people. And here's Cody just ho-humming along, busting out top five finishes all over the place. That's why there's no pressure. Nobody's paying attention to him. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas. He's just too smooth in Arkansas. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Steve checking in on YouTube. He's up in Cape Cod. He's been at Yankees games. His wife's, I think, met every dog in the Northeast, so well done. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, I think she's met a lot of new friends there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good stuff. We got a lot of people on YouTube tonight, so appreciate y'all on YouTube. And, of course, the OGs on Facebook. Uh, if you guys want to help us out and share this around, it doesn't cost you a thing. Just click share on Facebook or just drop us a comment on YouTube. Appreciate you listening and watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, Garrett Clark's talking about the copperheads. We're going to get into a little KFL talk before we get Cody in here. And we'll get his opinion on it, too. He's on He's on the hogs, so he's got inside uh, access. And your husband's on the hogs now. So I was just going to say, Ryan was just up in Arkansas yesterday or the day before. <laughs> yeah. So before we do that, we always like to shout out the sponsors, of course, Dugout Bait and Tackle, the, the presenting sponsor here. We appreciate everything they do for the podcast, and they're always giving good deals down at Dugout. You can go to dugoutfishing.com and find those and then we've got revo sunglasses best lenses on earth uh, it's been hotter than you know what all summer long everywhere in the country from north to south and it's bright and sunny so i'm sure people are, are looking for good glasses use kbn 25 and get you some revos you will not be disappointed ryan lambert said he will buy them for you if you don't like them he's not here to back that up that's what he said um and then of course western sun katie knows all about that western sun you guys are partnered up with them as well uh best vodka there is right there sourced in, in Texas and Pilot Point, right down the road from you guys, isn't it, Katie? Yeah, they're actually only like 20 minutes away. You know what I still haven't had from them, even though I've seen them like advertising stuff, is those like push pops, the, the oh, popsicle gee, things. Good. They don't sell them up yeah, here Yeah, they're, they're really good. That's the, that's the one downside of my current situation. Yeah. <laughs> We've got all these tasty things in the house. I can't touch them. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that real quick. 
your current situation. So yeah. first thing you announced that we got a little Baca coming into the world. So what, what, tell us about that. How exciting is that for you guys? Oh, dude, that's like, we're still trying to wrap our brains around it. Um, I'm 18 weeks pregnant now. Uh, and it was semi expected. Um, but it was one of those things that we weren't sure if that was going to happen for us. And then pretty much the minute you stop worrying about it is exactly when it happens. Um, so that's going to be wild. That's, that's one of the other reasons we're, we're looking to, uh, move out of Texas. <laughs> well, there, that was the second thing you paint a post yeah. on KBN on the group page, best place to live and raise a family and, and with good fishing, of course, outside of Texas. Right. And that got a lot of, a lot of comments. So. Yeah. We thought it was a trip. The ones that said like Japan, <laughs> um, and Canada and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, we're originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So all of our baby's family is up there. Um, and it's like a 20 hour drive to come down here. Um, so we were thinking what it's looking like now is we're probably going to end up in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, okay. Cause that'll put us right smack in the middle to every direction for tournaments. Um, we'll only be eight hours from Pittsburgh and pretty much eight hours from Texas. So yeah, and you're it's a nice little middle. <laughs> Your child to have a mentor right there in, in Lambert. He can help raise your child. Exactly. He did the, he did a great job with uh, Ewing and and uh, Jackson and all these young guys. So he, he'll take what was it? We got a name picked out. If we know it's a girl or a boy, what 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 are we leaning? Are we going to put a we question have, up there? I was going to say we've not done a gender reveal. We were trying to think of like a fun way to do that. Um, we're still thinking about that one, but we do have a few names in mind. I feel like you should do it on live. Tell us when you're going to do it. And we'll come. We'll do it right here on live. Oh snap! That's a solid possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be a big exploding uh, topwater or something like that. Who knows what you could do? Something. That's what every, you know. My family, my sister, just messaged me this morning and said pretty much exactly that. She's like, "You need to make a lure and make it a certain color and just like fling it out of the water or something." Yeah, yeah. So that's cool stuff. Excited for y'all. Excited to see where you end up. Of course, Tennessee's like you know the holy grail of, of fishing locations. It's right in the center of everything. All the tournaments happen there every year. Uh, you got great local clubs. You know, of course, the national trails come through there, so that couldn't go wrong. Although I did pitch Northwest Arkansas pretty hard. I sent you some messages, messages on that. Well, and that's, I mean, honestly, there's there was a bunch of solid places. Um, I had a, a handful of people blow up my DMs about that. They were like, no, you got to come here, and you got to come here in Alabama, and you got to come here in Georgia. Um and we actually were looking around all of those places. Uh, but once you move to Texas and you get used to this caliber of fishing, if it's not even close to this, it's not worth the time. <laughs> like that right. would just make me crazy to move from somewhere you can pop a 10 pounder anytime um, to somewhere that like five pounds is impressive. You don't want to come to up to Northwest Arkansas where 12 inch spotted bass are a plenty? Come on. Dude. That's all Ryan was catching this weekend. He was so frustrated. Where'd they go? Were they at White Oak? There's some big ones in there. Yeah, they were at White Oak, but apparently just the little ones were on the prowl. He caught like 20 of them and just couldn't get any size. But they also have the 14-inch minimum, so that does make it a little trickier, even though people don't really think about that unless you've ever fished an event that does that. It's actually pretty challenging to get um, 5 over 14. You know what it is? I can't have somebody living in Texas come into Arkansas and do well. That's the horns Dude, down, the whole horns serious, down thing. Seriously, it's a thing. And I even told him that. I'm like, are you sure you want to fish for Arkansas? Because Arkansas does not play well with us. Like, <laughs> every time we go there, we do terribly. Yeah, that's funny. Um, are you guys coming to Darnell, though? Are you making another oh, run yeah. out for Darnell? Yeah. 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 Even the, that's, that's one of those, like, what we've done that the last two years, right? I think. Yeah. I know I've seen yeah. you. It was a Darnell, so be, well, Darnell and Conway for the Spanglers thing. I've seen you both places. So, yeah, uh, the, but yeah, we're gonna take another swing at it. Um, different time of year from last time we were there. So we'll see what happens. Got some Texas fans in the comments. Sorry, boys. It's football season. <laughs> I don't, don't want to hear it. Um, Go Steelers. Yeah. Hey, and before we get Cody in here, I want to get his opinion on this too when he comes in. But the last couple of weeks, we don't talk a lot about KFL in here, but there's been a lot of KFL. I'm going to call them bloopers or mess ups the last few weeks um, by anglers, yeah. by the organization, by owners. It's been quite a mess. I'm not real in tune with it, but I've got a, kind of gotten in tune over the last few weeks here, uh, especially this last one where a guy, if I'm, I'm going to try to get this right, Katie, I don't know what you know about this, but 
A guy got DQ'd from an event in Florida for not wearing a PFD, if I have that part yep. right. Yep. He's, he decided to remain at the event and play defense around other anglers or just kind of fish in front of everybody else as a just an angler, who which you know outraged some people, I guess. And yep. then the, the KFL mafia of a couple of owners basically decreed that if they didn't drop him, that the entire team would be banned, just like the Texas team. So oh. I don't know. I bet Deshaun Watson's glad he's not in the KFL. He wouldn't have a chance in the KFL. <laughs> um, yeah, that that lines up pretty much with what I've been told from my undisclosed sources. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean that is a really, you know, why would you do that, man? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. And what happened to the Texas team a few weeks ago? We hadn't really talked about much about that, but. All of it is leading to a loss of credibility, I'm afraid, from some of the leadership over there. I'm not, like I said, involved directly, but I do have a lot of friends that are involved, including your husband, Ryan, my buddy Garrett Morgan's involved, Cody's on a team, Jordan Marshall's on a team. So I know people that are involved and having a good time with it, but you know, it could, it could crumble quick if you, if you uh, set the wrong precedent with some of these decisions they're making. So I'll be curious to see how it, how it plays out. Right, and that's, I mean, really a lot of this stuff is coming down to um, you've got to have somebody, you know, they need a board or whatnot that's making these executive decisions. Um, there's too much bias when you're an owner. You know, that's yeah. just my personal opinion. Um, you know, if they wanted to try to stop the train of things that are starting to snowball in front of them, they need a board, somebody else that's a separate entity that has nothing, no interest in it um, to help make decisions. I yeah. mean, and it's, it's just growing pains of a new organization. It's not like it's unexpected. Yeah, it, it's uh, they've compared themselves to the NFL a few times, which is kind of goofy. But if you're going to do that, the NFL is controlled by all the owners, and it's, right. it takes a overwhelming majority vote of all the owners to make you know severe decisions like like Roger Goodell. People think he's in charge of the NFL. He's he works for the owners. It's not the other way around. Uh, but anyway, I digress. They're not they're not close to that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. There's some teams that are bailing out completely. There's some people that are dying on that hill. They're defending it, you know, to the to the end. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's an interesting concept. I'm still bothered by some of the lingo. I don't like the word games or players involved with fishing. I don't, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I'm not down with it either. Some of it yet. <laughs> yeah, let's go with match. Maybe match. Does that sound better? That sounds a little better. Yeah, because okay. we're. I mean, it's definitely not. It's not a game. Like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No offense to any KFL people watching. I got friends. No, and absolutely not. It's, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, GC Basson saying the Cali comrades are ready to answer the call next year. They're going to join the league. I did see. I did there see that. <laughs> Anglers and match. Yeah, Steve. I agree with you, Steve. Need some redefinitions. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do like the government redefine things around here. Uh, anyway, we're not going to get into any of that. Uh, Cody's been patiently waiting over there. Let's get Cody in and talk a little bit about his season hang on a second make sure i don't frank this thing up again i about melted the computer down earlier all right cody what's up my man thanks for patiently waiting absolutely how are y'all doing good man good where, where are you at you in arkansas or are you somewhere on the road i am right yeah made it made it back from memphis last night at like midnight or so okay i figured so, you yeah. didn't take all those trophies on the road they had to be yours you could be in somebody else's house with all those trophies i don't know no yeah yeah those are yeah, yours. ryan said you ryan said you were doing some crazy running around this weekend he's like it's i said wild. did cody get, i said did cody get there he was like yeah and then he went to texas and he'll be back in the morning and i think he's going to arkansas <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it was like i was sitting at the house on thursday and uh you know watching the fedex cup playoffs in memphis and i was like man i hadn't gone in three years like I really want to go, and I was already going to go fish Wide Oak. I had to film on Saturday morning at Lake Fork. So I pre-fished Friday on Wide Oak and then left, you know, made it to Emory last, you know, at like Saturday at like midnight. Stayed up till like 2 or 3. Made Drove, you know, back to Wide Oak after fishing on Lake Fork. Um, it's actually kind of wild. I fished for 14 hours on Saturday, and I never caught a fish over 14 inches. Crazy. <laughs> but – to be fair, I threw a spinner bait for 14 hours, so I didn't change a lot, but um, yeah. it, it well, didn't work out. What were you shooting on fork, or is that top secret? Do what? So what were you shooting down there, or is that top secret stuff? 
no, we were just doing some motor stuff, like, you know, trying to break them, getting some good drone shots through weaving through the trees. The lake's still like seven or eight foot low. Um, yeah. But I've been there for, man, all like it sounds crazy because I'm, yeah, I've, I've been there for almost 20 years now. It was like the only time I've ever seen it look like that. Um, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned golf, man. Are you a golfer? You play golf? I am. Yeah. I saw, your po- I saw your post like right there watching the guy, you know. Yeah, I think I made it on TV. Yeah, and me and me and the twelve-year-olds is what somebody said. Like, I think it was like me and a bunch of twelve-year-olds in the circles. Because okay. I mean, that's if you right. don't run there, you know, you don't get a good shot. You know, so yeah. that's all right. I was having this. Are you pretty but, good? Yeah, I played a lot of. So I went to college for two years, and then I actually I went to a golf school for two years after that, and I played. I was professional for probably like a year and a half or two years. I played some mini tour stuff in Florida and uh, out of Dallas, like Whoa. the uh, fair and uh, like sunshine tour in Dallas, I think. Okay. Snap. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, cut, I cut my finger off. So that kind of, kind of ended the golf career a little early, but Turned I've been in. playing a lot lately, man. The live tours kind of got me motivated again. Okay. Are you going to get you a hundred mil from the live tour? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> now, uh, how, how old are you, Cody? I'm 29. Okay, yeah. so you probably you might have played. Did you play ASGA stuff and all that? Was it? I did. Junior? Yeah, I played ASGA. I actually I played in a St. Jude's Monday qualifier. I'd played in, played in some. I played in quite a few things. Um, yeah, I was no, thinking. I never really did anything too big, really. But okay, I'm just thinking a bunch of the the guys I knew growing up, uh, growing up that mm-hmm. played it, uh, that are just a little bit older. Than my son, about your age, and yep. uh, Zach O'Reilly and uh, Graham, whatever from Hot Springs, they played in all the probably about your age playing in all those tournaments. So who knows? Small world. It's funny, funny, but this is not a golf podcast, Katie. We're getting off in the weeds here. Um, yeah, let's talk about fishing, man. Like I said, before you came on, you've been having one hell of a year, but it's kind of just flown under the radar. Then you pop over to the AOI standings and there's Cody in first in the, the biggest, baddest series in the land right now, the Bass Open series and over on the KBF pro series, you're tied for first. So Let's talk about that. Is that kind of unexpected to you? I mean, have you felt like it's kind of flown under the radar? Um, may, maybe a little bit, just because you know we talked about this earlier. Like, I think I've only won. I think I've won two events this year, and they were both on the KBF side. But you know, my hobies have been good. Like, I like I think I'm not using a fifth place finish or something like that, or a six. You know, so it's like that early spring tournaments. Like, I feel like been a really early spring grind this year, and like. It's probably some of the most true, like, quote-unquote spawn tournaments I feel like we've hit in probably two years. Um, And I feel like any time I'm around truly, like, 60 to 70% of the fish are actually spawning, I always do well. And I feel like we hit that, like, three or four times. Like, between Santee, like, between – I can't even remember the other one. It was, like, three tournaments in a row I felt like I was side fishing or throwing a spinner. But I guess it was Cato. Um, But, yeah, it was, like – uh, some of it was just, yeah, good scheduling. Like, I would definitely put a lot of it on that for me. Okay. okay. And I know, you know, Caddo's right in your wheelhouse. You've always enjoyed fishing there, had success there. Uh, yeah. And just so happens the TOC's there. So who knows what could happen this fall? That's, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely, and I'll plan on going. I haven't seen the cutoff yet. I think the cutoff's a month before. Like, is it is it how it has been, I guess? That's how it used to be. I, I don't know. Yeah. Katie will probably find it. Katie, Katie's co-hosting and still in the comments with all the links. <laughs> so clutch, Katie. I was looking yesterday and I was like, I was trying to find it, but now like, yeah, I want to put, you know, every step forward I can, you know, every foot forward I can. I mean, I, I totally intend on going down there a little early. Um, honestly, I'll probably go fish Bistano for a few days to just kind of break the bats in and get ready for, you know, a whole week on Caddo. Yeah. And you know, that, that lakes or that area, it seems like all the big tournaments that have gone down there have been multi-lake deals, you know, mm-hmm. and this one's just Caddo only and only 50 anglers. So it's going to be, fantastic yep. you guys should have plenty of room to spread out and we really should yeah yeah because i mean it's no secret you know we we i don't know we've had a lot of tournaments there people know where a lot of you know good fish get caught where winners have came out of and that can kind of be tough but with 50 people i don't really think it's gonna be it's a really big lake that fishes really good from north to south so i think we'll be pretty spread out and i don't know i mean it's if it gets cold i've spent a decent amount of time on caddo in november in they school up like really, really good. But when we were there for the national championship last year, the bite was still really tough on Caddo. Um, that hadn't like quite happened yet. Like they were starting to, but they really didn't want to eat anything. 
So it could be tough, but I'm sure the I'm sure the numbers will still look good at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's a three dayer, a straight up three dayer. Which yeah. It's always fun yeah. to watch as well. It's a whole fish management issue uh, yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about your seasons, man, on both trails. Uh, I guess we can start with the BOS, but I'm looking at your. Let me see if I can share my screen for everybody to see what I'm looking at. There we go. Uh, I'm looking at your list of events there. You know, three it, events up in the high 90s, 97, 98, 97. Uh, and then, you know, Chickamauga, a little reality check for you, but that's okay. You get to, you get to drop drop events. What's been your, your favorite event where just going in from practice to the tournament itself, you knew it was going to be hard to, to handle you in that tournament? Man, probably Santee, but not the way that it actually played out. Um, it, like – I probably had one of the biggest days pre-fishing I'd ever had on, on any lake. Like I bet I had probably had 106 or 108 inches on Thursday or Wednesday. Um, and I never went back there. Like, like the wind was so strong and I went like I pre-fished on Friday and did pretty good. It was in really protected water and I actually ended up spending the whole tournament there. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Cause like it was the best practice I ever had, but in reality, I really didn't actually use a lot of the things that I practice. Um, but it was just kind of the same bite, just a little smaller spinner, bait. spinner bait, man. You, you love the spinner bait. That's no secret. I do. Yeah. I, I can throw it for 14 hours and not catch a bass. I've learned. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard to put it down. Do you, do you throw it on fluoro or braid or? I throw it on fluoro. Yeah, there's a few times if I'm really burning a spinner bait, like around lacrosse or around pads, I'll throw it on straight braid. Um, I usually use a little different spinner bait for that, like a little heavier wire one. But yeah, I do. I do like throwing a spinner bait on braid, like especially in some northern lakes with a lot more hydrilla. Yeah, I see. Uh, I remember Gregor. somebody mentioning something about you throwing a rattle trap on on braid, and I thought that always was interesting. Do that. Yeah, I, I pretty well always do that. Hmm. What, so because you're yes. r- ripping grass, Cody, is that why? Yeah, you can fish it. The rips aren't as big. Like, you can pop it without the bait going four feet out of the grass. Like, it's like you can pop it a foot out, and it's still just kind of be right in front of their face, opposed to, like, really having to lean into it almost. Uh, that's kind of been my, my my feeling on it. That, and it's louder, too. Like, if they're really on loud baits, like, I mean, even a jackhammer, like the, you know, the frequencies are totally different between braid to fluoro or braid to fluoro leader. Just because of the no stretch. Is that the deal? Yeah. It's really thumps. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. We're learning a little something from Cody, uh, pro golfer and pro kayak angler, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to get my, my I'm going to go back to golf. My son up here, he, he just got out of the military, moved up here by me. He lives in Bella yeah. Vista, golfer's paradise, Bella Vista up there. Uh, and he okay. and he keeps going back and forth between going out and fishing the kayak terms with me next year or getting yeah. serious about his golf because he's a really good golfer yeah. as well. So I'm trying to get him get him back on the fishing side. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I know John Daly's son's still running up around Paradise Valley and all that stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he still plays for the U of A. He's still playing. My my roommate was this is the assistant pro where he plays all the time. So I I'd, I'd seen him play quite a bit up there. Yeah, Paradise Valley's like literally five minutes down the road from the house here that's cool yeah, yeah. i've played up there a lot yeah good stuff that's awesome mm-hmm. um let's talk about you said santee kind of set up great for you there what about on the kbf side and kbf's a little different because you can have one good weekend and kind of make your year so so what about over there yeah so as far as the uh, is the K, the kbf on where uh, just what what tournament or weekend, uh, what lake for a weekend did you feel best about over there? Because oh, de- I mean, definitely Caddo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we hit Caddo, I think. It was either two days after a full moon or it was either two days after a new moon. But, I mean, it was – I think every tree I pretty well caught a fish on during the tournament, I, you know, got a bite there in practice. And, like, that's when the tree fishing just gets easy. <laughs> like, that's when it's, like, just stupid easy. Yeah. Um, but it's not always like that. Like, you know, especially like Conway or even at White Oak where we fished that KFL with the Arkansas Hogs last weekend. Like, 90% of the time, they're not on trees. Like, they're really not. And it's like when they are, it's awesome. But, like, you waste a lot of time fishing those stinking things. But yeah. the, the few times I've fished Conway and I've caught them mm-hmm. on trees, it's like you can find there, – there's something about a few magic trees. Yeah, you always. 
You know, the, the roots, every there'll be all these trees that look exactly alike in the same water depth yeah. or whatever. But there's something about this certain set of trees or the knees on them or whatever, and it'll yeah. hold those fish, and, and it'll be it, you know, it's crazy. And I've seen it at Cato where like there's there's one tree in an area I love fishing. It's like every single spring, four will spawn on it, like one on each side. You know, it's like it's just insane. And then like the tree over it, there's nothing on it. But like that tree will have like three to four spawners on it every year. It's just it's odd. Yeah. Well, break down the KBF race for me because you're tied with, with Ryan, who's one of my teammates on Old Town. Uh, but like I said, uh, when we talked about this coming in, you can kind of make a weekend or make your season on one weekend. Although you guys all have the top three here have different lakes on your, on your mm -hmm. list for the pro series. Anyway, on the trace, on the trail side, AOI, there's a lot of guys with like two of the same lake because they did day one, day two, they, they did good back to back. Um, yeah. Does that make it harder when you got a hot angler on the same lake twice in a row and they can kind of get, you know, stack points? Yeah. I mean, no, there was definitely some people in the 10 last year that, I mean, they, you know, obviously they had to have a good third tournament somewhere, but, you know, they either, you know, win both days of the tournament or finish second both days. So, I mean, it's like when you're on fish, you know, it's usually you can get it, you know, you can get them both days, you know, if you kind of put your head down. But, you know, it's a little different, um, it's kind of taken me some time to get used to. Like, I honestly like the pro series side of it more, just having the two days, you know, the two days to focus on versus I feel like the time that I tried to fish two single events, I never really did as well. Like, I did better just, like, almost trying to save fish and fish it, like, as if I was a Hobie or something. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense why there's two different AOI leaders on the, uh, the trail versus <laughs> the pro side, two days versus the one each. Um, yeah. Are you okay with them stacking events like that? A lot of people, you know, I I don't like the way to like trying to follow that. I don't like it. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, yep. And it kind of messes with the numbers. Are you just like whatever? I'm fishing, you know, whatever's in front of me, and, and just roll with it. Or, or I mean, that's kind of always the mindset I've been under. It's like I don't really, you know, I don't really care where the tournament is or who puts it on. You know, I'll generally show up. You know, but yeah. Uh, no, it's it's tough. I mean, it's tough because like yeah, it does kind of dictate the you know the AOI quite a bit, and it's like. You know, you have tournaments where, yeah, I mean, there there might be, you know, you may have one that there's 15 or 20 guys that, you know, you get, you win both of them or something. It's right. like you're all the way up there when, you know, there was tournaments in Gunnersville or Caddo with 100, 190 people or whatever. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, I mean, that's just like the reality of the year. I mean, I feel like we've seen that over the years. Like, it seems like by the time we hit July, it's really hard to get 100 people at any tournament, regardless of what it is. Um, yeah, it's so like it's all the way down. Even the local trails dive off in July, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, fishing gets tough. No one wants to be out there when it's 100 degrees. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sucks. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's kind of, I guess, lightly my take on it a little bit. Right. And, and it seems like, whether it's KBF or Hobie or whatever, it always comes down to the championship anyway. Because yeah. I, I don't think anyone's won, not to jinx you, Cody, I don't think anyone's won the, the BOSAOY that was leading going into the TOC. I don't think that's happened yet. One of the top three has. Like, no, I, I've fallen way past that. Um, and most of the time, it's, like, usually not a limit one day. Like, it's, you know, it's happened to me. I know it's happened to several other people. So, um, I don't know. Caddo, like I say, it should be a place where, like, limits aren't as much of a deal. Like, it should be catching some pretty big stringers. But, you know, in the fall, you never know. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to keep up with the comments. You see anything I should be throwing up there, Katie? Not so far. All right. At least not on Facebook. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, throw them in the comments and I'll throw them up here for Cody. If I see them go by, uh, like I said, we got quite a few of you on YouTube tonight. Appreciate you over there. Um, so let's talk about this. I, you know, I kind of described you this way leading up to you, to you coming on here every year. You're in the mix on whatever trail you decide to fish. You're in the mix. Uh, you know, you're always around that top five, top 10, whatever. What are some of the keys to being so consistent over the years? I mean, obviously you're not just throwing a spinnerbait for nine tournaments a year nonstop. So yeah. what, what, what are some of your keys to being consistent? Probably quick, man, probably just really fishing super quick. Um, I feel like the better you are at fishing, I almost feel like the faster you're able to fish. And a lot of, a lot of the tournaments we go, I feel like the faster you can fish your in the event, you know, the more opportunities you have, like, not to take like, I mean, that's kind of a Kevin Van Dam mentality, you know, it's like, 
if I'm covering 90%, you know, more water than everyone else, like I can catch the 10% active fish versus the 90, they're just floating out, you know, that you're seeing on live scope or something. Um, I mean, for me, that was the biggest change this year. Like I had been super frustrated with like probably trying to get too locked down on an area. And I know at least, and at least like, three to four of my really good finishes this year. Like I know I covered over 10, you know, 10 miles of water with broken bow, probably being over well over 20. Like, I mean, I still have like tendonitis from that event. Like, 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 right. my, <laughs> like tendonitis off for my life. That event. It did. Did, did you go, re- <laughs> did you go repel off the mountain with Garrett for that one back in some career? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was uh, worth it. Like even from that point, you hadn't even started. Like it's still so far and it's like, it's brutal. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I've heard that from multiple high-level anglers. You know, I know Dwayne is a really fast fisherman, Beatty, up, up my way. Yep. Uh, Russ fishes pretty fast. Uh, there's a lot of – Jordan Marshall covers a lot of water, fishes fast. So that's kind of a consistent theme with you guys. I, you know, I don't know a lot of mm-hmm. folks that just sit and dob one spot that are that are at the highest level. Maybe that's why I'm not at the highest level right now, Katie. I do that too much. I sit in one spot. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. You know, a lot of anglers have a lot of different opinions on that, on like how hard do you want to pound it out in this one little cove versus move, you know, that seems like a really big wide range of options. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like the old football coach from uh, Pulaski Academy that was full throttle, never punted the most, he, the most plays he could get in, he figured the odds were in his favor. So the same thing, the more cast you can get in, the more water you can cover, the odds are in your favor. That makes sense. Makes sense. I've played Um, some games before. Yeah. Uh, Somebody asked a question, Cody, how often do you guide on the little red or white for trout? Or do you even do that anymore? So I would say, I I usually say like 30 days a year with probably 70% of it being in May and December. Um, I, over the years, I don't do, I have so many friends that guide from like, you know, James Dillery, James Dillard to Drew that either like I'll get trips from them or give trips to them. Um, I don't know. It's it's especially on the Little Red River. It's like quite the community of like 11 guys. Like everyone knows everyone. People kind of share the same trips a lot of times. Um, but no, I mean, I would say like, personally, I don't like getting on the river until it's like November to January. Um, I mean, the White River has been really good all year, but uh, which is kind of an abnormal year for that. Like, we've had really, really good water flow. Like, even I live kind of in Batesville now, and like, you can catch trout in Batesville right now still. Really? Um, all the way down there. But yeah, so it's been, yeah, I lost like a 21 inch, like, pure palmetto trout, like, probably two months ago. Off the, like, it was pretty cool. It was the biggest palmetto I've ever had on. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, the fishing's tremendous. Like, the walleyes, it's unreal. Like, there's a lot of sturgeon down here on the White River, too. People don't really realize that either. Yeah, you hear that? Lambert's not here tonight, but he's always dogging Arkansas Cody for things he doesn't like about it. But he, he hasn't explored well, here, anywhere. The bass fishing is horrible. We have the biggest trout in the world. <laughs> but we okay, have the biggest you. trout. Yeah. That makes me feel like, better about our performances in Arkansas. Come on, man. Oh, it's... <laughs> like, you know, it's like three species. Most of them aren't much more than 12 to 14 inches. Like, we don't have much grass. We don't have much vegetation. But it's it's a tough, you know, it's tough to grow big bass. And our good bass lakes are just standing timber, which is super hard to fish. So I, I still keep begging for a, a big event to come to Bull Shoals, Cody. I love Bull Shoals. Would you I be would okay with that? that? Oh, especially early in the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bull's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Things all get tough though. Like those thermoclines get so deep on those lakes. Yeah, tough. You're not making my case any easier for him when, he's, <laughs> when, he, when he hears this. Damn it. Um, but yeah, any more questions from the crowd? Throw them in there. I uh, see Katie's commenting. She, if you guys were listening at the beginning, she's looking for a place to land for the backup family. So Tennessee may be the spot. Steve's watching. He'll he'll, he'll have you yeah. guys set up in no time if he gets Tennessee. Oh, dude, I was I was messaging Steve all day today actually. Oh. <laughs> oh bob baylor said am i fishing the all-american in september on bull shoals no i'm not because i'll be pre-fishing on darnell for the bos event Ooh. i won't be off during the week so i gotta go down there and you know that's my last shot at doing anything on the bos this year so i've gotta gotta give all my cards to darnell uh cody you fishing it he asked if you're fishing it as well i am yep you're fishing I'm excited about you're fishing bull yep. or darnell 
No, I'm fishing Dardanelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was wondering about the Bull Shoals All-American event. I would probably like that more yeah. <laughs> than going to Dardanelle. Yeah, true. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Bull Shoals. Another question like for you. So what's the deepest you've caught a bass in Arkansas? 52 feet. Okay. Where was that at? Yep. On a drop shot on Grus Ferry. Okay. It, oddly enough, it was a largemouth. Yeah. That was the weird. It was like one piece of pole timber, like way off this, like way, way off this point. And it was, I don't know. I don't really remember what time of year it was. It was July or September. But yeah, it was straight up 52 foot. I always um, remember it. Yeah, my father-in-law and I have caught him in 40 plus on Washita. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but 40, so like 45 is my number, but I rarely get him deeper than that. And it's usually 45 over like 90, right. like 45. 70 45 over 110 something like that but the uh, deepest like straight up on the bottoms 52 like not okay. suspended at all uh matt the guy that asked the question matt zapala said he's caught at 87 feet in new york i'm assuming smallmouth and 87 feet yeah you think <laughs> yeah that's amazing uh cody's biggest creek smallie from the creek he doesn't want named just north of him he doesn't want the you don't want the creek you got a secret creek up there man <laughs> Um, so the biggest fish I've caught out of that creek is not a smallmouth. The two biggest ones are largemouth. I've caught two over 21. They're these both boys, largemouth. boys talking about crooked? What are they talking about? Yeah, probably, I imagine. Yeah, crooked's <laughs> the stuff. I love crooked creek. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, what's cool, like, it didn't have any ramps until six years ago. Like, literally had no ramps until six years ago. Like, before that, it was absolutely unbelievable. But um, it's still cool but it's nothing like it was five years ago. So when I first got into kayak fishing, I met some buddies up here and, and they talked me into going and doing some overnighters over there. And that yeah, was some of the yeah, best times was... camping on this. Cause there's, like you said, you put in and that's it. There's nobody else coming in on you unless they catch up to you. Uh, and that was rare. So yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah. That's like, but the biggest smallmouth. mouth, uh, I think I honestly don't think I've ever had a 20 inch smallmouth. I think it's like 19 and a quarter, but I've caught, I've caught one tagged fish and I've seen another tagged fish caught. So I've seen like $400 worth of fish caught on Cricket Creek. <laughs> it didn't, didn't Russ or somebody catch a tag fish over there on one of those float trips? Who was it? It was like he, the one time I take him on a small mouth float, he catches like a tagged fish four years after they tagged him. So, <laughs> so right. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Uh, you need to get over this yeah. way, man. Fish the Illinois. Uh, they've got 21 pluses in there uh, and down all the way yeah. down into 10 killer. So, Get a good time over there. Uh, let's see. Bob Baylor says you got to fish the river from Red Wing down to Prairie du Chain if you want to chase big smallies. He's talking about all those northern lakes, Malax, Leech, all that stuff. Yeah. There's not many tournaments on Malax. There was one scheduled and, and the wind got too high and they canceled it. Yeah, I've heard that like if it's over 15, it's like impossible out there. But yeah. never been. So. Just a big wide open bowl, so I can imagine it's mm -hmm. pretty rough, especially for a kayak. Can't imagine in a bass boat. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking up north, man, you said you might be uh, heading out right after this podcast. Are you leaving tonight, tomorrow, heading to Wolf and Fox? No, we're, I'm going to leave in the morning, but I am going up to the Wolf and the Fox now. So okay. I think I'm probably going to leave at like 7 in the morning. But actually, I was packing right before this. So got the Whopper Poppers packed, got the Gizmos packed. You know, we're ready to go. Oh, you got the Gizmos. You on know that, that minor deal with the Gizmos? I don't. No, they're modern back ordered, so I'm waiting for mine. All right. But I'll, I'll get them soon enough. What, uh, you been up there? You ever been to that area before? I haven't. Uh, look, I mean, it's, it looks like, I don't know. I mean, some of it looks like lacrosse a little bit, yeah. but I know it's, you know, it's still a couple hours from there, but I'm hoping it's fairly similar. Yeah. What do you think they're going to hit numbers wise? Is Reg closed or is it closed Wednesday, like tomorrow or Thursday, something like that? I think I think it was moved back to Wednesday was what I saw. But, man, I would have to believe. It feels like it would be hard to believe it won't take more than about 93 a day or so. Maybe yeah. even, you know, maybe a touch more. I feel like it's going to be like that Champlain number, but maybe a touch under. Yeah, I don't know much about the area. I know I, I – personally, I love that part of the country as far as what it looks like, what the fishing's like with lacrosse in that area. I love going up there. I'm not going to make oh, it to yeah. this one, but I love going up there and I would love to just kind of hang out up there in the summers when it gets hot down here. 
Yep. So I'm yeah, sure I really, I hope, I hope at least the whole year. I hope we get a couple more tournaments back in lacrosse next year. It was, this was like the first year we really didn't get to go up there in a while. Yeah, yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of a risky, not a risky move, but you know, outside the box to go to Wolf and Fox instead. I'm sure lacrosse was was on board to probably host them again, but um, just going back to the region and trying something different, bold move. I applaud them for that, but it's not pulling the numbers that, you know, as far as entries that I'm sure they hoped yeah. it would. Um, what do you think's up with that? Just an unfamiliar lake name and it being midsummer. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, like with the last time we went to lacrosse, it was that same time of the year. And I want to say it was like 110 or 120. Yeah. I mean, I think the time here, you know, it's, They've got a pretty good crowd of kayakers up there, but if I was looking at the leaderboard yesterday, and man, I would say eighty percent of them are from Wisconsin. Like, I mean, it's not like they pulled bad from Wisconsin. It just didn't seem like a lot of people were traveling. Yeah, and it is school starting this week most places, so mm-hmm. who knows what that did to people's travel plans? Hey, and I think over the the last year or two, we've gotten kind of spoiled with entries as well, because I think just a few years ago, if you just said Wolf and Fox Rivers, and you have you know, 80, 90 anglers in it, you'd be blown away by those numbers. Oh, um, yeah, especially weeks in advance, too. Yeah, you yeah, know, we got kind of spooled with the quick sellouts. So I think it's yeah. still solid numbers. I'm sure they wanted more than that, but, you know, first time in a new place, still solid. Historically, mm-hmm. still solid. Uh, yeah. Bob keeps saying, he always says this, Bob's saying the cross is overrated. He says pool four, five, and six is better quality fish. I've heard that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. but the cross is like, the town is right there on the river. You got all the restaurants, the yep. hotels, so it just makes sense, you know. Actually, I've fished. I don't remember what pools they are. I think they're actually the ones below those. But I spent probably a week or two in the the Iowa pools for some like Costa event back in the day. But I actually enjoyed those. It was actually it's pretty much the same. The river is bigger, but the backwaters are all just lily pads and grass. Is it uh, just less pressure from tournaments down there, or is it just different? Uh... It was, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you're starting to already look like in Memphis a little bit in Iowa, like that kind of chocolatey mud. I got you. I was there. Yeah. That's what people, if you've never been up North, you know, I cross over the Arkansas or the Mississippi river going into Tennessee, whenever we head that way. And when you see the Mississippi there, that is not the Mississippi river river at its origins up North. I mean, it's beautiful up there, different, different water, you know, no dead bodies floating down the river that I've seen yet anyway. Um, yeah, different country up north in lacrosse. Yeah. So. I love that trip though, because you pass Memphis and you're still like ten hours away going up to the same river. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I, I go, you know, obviously I'm leaving from here. I have to go up through the wasteland of middle of Missouri and <laughs> yeah, cornfields of Iowa. It is pretty, but man, it's like you see the same thing forever. When I was stationed in North Dakota, it reminded me of being there. You could just yeah. On a clear day, if you look straight ahead, you can see your own back. It was just terrible. It was flat, <laughs> just flat and boring. No offense to my to my guys from the north. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that's another thing about Texas, man. We're missing some mountains. It is yeah, so yeah. freaking flat here. <laughs> it's flat and hot. <laughs> we need some mountains. <laughs> yeah, see Tennessee, you'll be covered. Tennessee or Arkansas, exactly. <laughs> um, bigger. Oh, Bob saying bigger fish down by Clinton, Illinois. You're getting crazy on us now, Bob. We're not going any further south. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that. Um, let's see what else we got for you tonight, Cody. What do you think it's going to take coming down the stretch, man? I mean, otherwise coming to an end, you only got a couple events left. Is it kind of like you're going to try to call one more event and put all your focus on the championships, or what's your plan going down the stretch here? A little bit, yeah. No, I really, I would love to get another top three. Um, I don't know the reality of that happening. I mean, honestly, dude, I really, I love the Arkansas River. I don't like how it fishes that time of the year, you know, particularly. Um, I feel, honestly, like I have a better chance going up to the Wolf and the Fox. Like, it seems like every year I randomly get a couple good, like, smallmouth tournaments, you know, under my belt. So, I'm kind of hoping that this might be one of those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, every year it's come down to those championships, whether it's the uh, BOS, uh, no, whatever. I think I think I think whoever wins the TOC this year will win AOI. Like it'll be the first year that happens. Okay, yeah, that could happen for sure. Uh, are you are you involved? I didn't. The bass AOI standings are hard to find. Are you are you in the running over there? Have you fished many bass events this year? Fished an event yet? Um, I think I will fish the Pickwick event though. I think I I think I will try to make it for the classic at that last event. Okay, I got on their website and it's still showing the the standings from back in March. 
and I don't know. I yeah. couldn't find an updated thing, so I couldn't say if you were a triple threat or not. I couldn't. I didn't have. I was just gonna say that's that's what I'm finding. It's they haven't updated it since March. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know that Justin Largan's looking strong over there. Drew's looking strong over there. Um, is it just a scheduling thing that you haven't fished over there much? Um, they yeah, a little bit. It was you know I went to that first classic you know on Russell. Um, and I you know it was. It would, I, in my opinion, it would have been really hard to have fished all three event, like all three series this year, to any efficiency at all. Um, and in all honesty, my favorite schedule, without a doubt, was the Bassmaster schedule. Um, and I love bass. Like, I mean, the reason I am fishing still is because of Bassmaster. You know, I mean, like for sure. But you know, it's just I still don't think it's like quite right. Like I. Th thoroughly intend on fishing quite a few events with them next year. I just think that it was still, I don't know, it was just still a little early. It just didn't didn't seem like, I don't know, I don't want to say that everyone over there wasn't on board because, like, I definitely feel like they are now. You know, it was just, I don't know, if you were at those classics, you know, you yeah. probably saw some things that I'm, you know, maybe yeah. kind of 100%. 100%. Well, well, rumors are swirling that they're making a hire on the kayak side of things. I uh, think they would. Yep. And if they do that and they they can get somebody with, you know, some instant street cred, if you will, on the yep. kayak side that, you know, people will believe it's going to get cleaned up, uh, I think yep. it'll take off. Because like you said, they, I, they got the logo. Yep. I mean, they've got the shield. They, they, so that, so they've got the name and the history. And it's like there's no competing with that. Yeah. So we'll see what they I was going to say, I actually do. did find a, a more updated AOI for them. Um, it was last updated in April. And it looks like Garrett Morgan's leaking pack. But he's not. That's the problem. I text Garrett. Yeah, I said, I "Are you?" Because I was gonna have Garrett on too, like all the AOIs together. But he yeah. said, "No, I'm in like third place." I said, "Dude, the last standing shows you're in first. And he said, "No, nah, I'm in like third. So, anyway, I couldn't figure it out. I think Justin Largan is in first. He's had a great year on a couple series himself. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out by uh, Pickwick. I hope. We'll see. He's in the lead. But uh, yeah, I I wanted to ask you one more thing before we wrap it up tonight, Cody. Um, there's always a lot of talk and on social media, there's been multiple threads every year. They argue about it and people get mad about it and all that. And that is, I know you're fishing the KBF pro series and it is pro by name, but mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on an eventual pro invitational type series that you have to qualify for? Would it be sustainable in the kayak world and how far away you think we are from it? I think we're two years from having a set roster for tournaments. I really do. Um, I don't know if I would have maybe said that last year, but I, and I, it's hard to believe that's not the next step. You know, I mean, it's right. what sport are you a fan of where you don't know anyone, you know, or you don't like support someone there, you know, like for me, like soccer is the only one, like I do watch some soccer, but like, I don't know any of them. So, I mean, I guess there's some, you know, there's like a little bit of, you know, another side of that, but I mean, it has to be the next step. You know, I mean, I've, you know, whether it's a void, whether it's, you know, whether what, whatever it may be, bass, you know, I mean, I, obviously it seems like bass has the easiest platform to do it, right? I mean, you follow the kind of the same MO you have with the Federation and kind of go from there. Um, but, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done, you know. Um, and the participation during the late part of the summers are kind of odd with, with, with a set field. If you know, you're going to be at eight events or nine events, like you've already scheduled that time. And you know, those events are still going to have a hundred people. Yeah. And I mean, that's enough. like, if there is a set roster of a field, like I don't even know what the number should be. Like, what could it possibly be? Like, what's the highest, you know, you could actually get 75, 50. Right. I don't how know. many, how many could commit, right? Could I do it from sponsorships to whatever, you know, family, um, it's probably not a ton. It's not, you know, not so that it might not be some decent TV in it though. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to thinking about this again because I just watched, it was last week sometime ESPN does their uh, ESPN eight, the Ocho day. Yeah. They, they throw all these obscure sports all day long yeah. uh, and there's pro everything. I mean, there's yeah. pro everything. Uh, there's pro like, it's like foot volleyball slash ping pong professionals out there doing yeah. some crazy stuff. Pro corgi <laughs> racing. <laughs> Like I'm putting pickleball on the same level as kayak fishing right now. Like yeah, pickleball yeah. made it like it's no the entries are like the same as a kayak tournament right now. Like you win a professional pickleball tournament, it's like ten thousand bucks. Yeah. With like, like a three. So like we're on the same level. I, I don't know if you guys throw beanbags around, but pro cornholes on yeah. ESPN and CBS and everything else, and those guys are you know wearing jerseys like the kayak anglers all over the place. Right. Uh, winning about the same, about ten grand, fifteen grand, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, we don't have pro kayak fishing. So who's going to make it happen? Yeah, Bob. Pro, he says pro raccoon hunting is a thing. I can believe that, Bob. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll be curious to see how it develops. You know, how, obviously it's not going to mirror exactly like the elite series or anything like that. Yeah. I don't think we have a roster big enough people to commit. Let's say it was, I don't know, $4,000 for the year or whatever it is. I don't know. But do we have 75 people that can do that and commit to however many events ahead of time? I don't know. I don't think so yet. So I'll, I'll be serious, it, curious what the next step is. It does feel like that number is growing though. You know, like yeah. every year it feels like there's a few more people trying to kind of go all in with it. Yeah. And you know what? Sponsors, I know old town takes really good care of the, the, the pro For staff sure. and the pro team. I know other companies, you know, ride companies, real companies, boat companies, whatever, are getting behind their anglers, and it's going to take some of that too. They're going to be, have to be willing to not just give them a free ride and reel, but throw some money behind them and say, hey, we got you. Uh, you know, we'll at least cover your gas or your entry fees or whatever to go do this. That's, I think that's one of the biggest caveats to really opening that sort of platform up is they do, they have to start backing people monetarily, you know kicking somebody a thousand dollars worth of gear is absolutely awesome you know we're super grateful every time we get that but if you really want to bump it up to the next level they're going to have to invest in us a little more yeah so we'll see and they're going to have to get an roi so who's going to be able to put it on tv or stream it on the internet somewhere or whatever we'll see i don't know good stuff well cody man i appreciate you uh being willing to come on here tonight. I know you're packing up and getting ready to go on the road. Uh, it's always good to visit with you. We're always, you know, following what you're doing, especially the Arkansans here following you from, from, from in state. So we're always proud of you yep. and, and Garrett and the other guys that go out there and make the state proud. So good stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. You bet. Well, I'm gonna let you slide out here. Anything you want to, you want to sh- give us a shout about before you go? Are you good? I'd like to I think Fish USA. I think I know last week they had a lot of eighty five percent deals. So they yeah. may I think they have some it's pretty sweet clearance deals going on right now. And Newport vessels, I mean that thing is this is the first year in four years I fished out of the same boat with the same motor all year. And it has been unbelievable. Like between that NK one eighty and the Hobie three sixty, even if like my drive is broken one time, the belt that everyone talks about is broken one time, and it broke two hours left in the tournament. I swear I would have taken those six hours with it working versus eight hours with the 180. Like, yeah. I love that boat. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm not really with them or anything, but it's that thing's been a big big key for me this year. Um, in Dakota Lithium, like, their 24-volt packs have been yeah, pretty well. Like, I'll burn, like, 16 miles, like, every day in practice. Like, that's, like, pretty consistent. So that's that's done a lot for me too this year and yeah they've helped me a lot as well and dobbins rods um it's the first year i've been with them but man i I swear it's some of the best like composite blanks i've ever felt and i always say that but for me it's been really hard to find a cranking or a derivate rod that is somewhat sensitive as like any you know like any moderate action at all and dobbins has some really good composites and some composite glass rods that you should check out awesome but that's, that's about it for me i got a couple in the garage friend of mine yeah. friend, friend of mine broke one two weeks ago but dobbins has a great warranty so i don't have a problem they getting, do. that, yeah. getting that replaced yeah so, cool. stuff all right man well, i'll let you slide out of here appreciate you once again sir all right thank y'all i had a good time katie what a show that was awesome it was it was fun it's always yeah. a good time yeah i appreciate you sliding in here last minute uh stepping in for for mr lambert any parting thoughts before we get out of here have you made a decision on where well, you're going to move really. to you during, during the I was going to say, I would not be surprised if we ended up in Tennessee. Okay. That's, that's looking like the solid front runner right now. All right. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how that goes for you. Uh, once again, congrats on the new baby. Tell Ryan, I said, Thank what's you. up? Uh, everybody, <laughs> thanks for watching, commenting, whatever. And we're going to let everybody get out of here. Everybody have a great night.